Welcome to Latinos Who Tech. My name is Hugo Castellanos. I'm an engineer and I work in Silicon Valley. I am originally from Caracas, Venezuela, and I've been calling the U.S. home for the last 20 years. When it comes to Latinos in the U.S., we are 60 million people, but we're only 3% of the workers in science or engineering. As a professional in Silicon Valley, I've had the opportunity to meet some remarkable professionals that work in the tech industry, Latinos like me. With this podcast, I want to bring you a collection of their stories and how they got a job in tech in the first place. And if they had to start all over again, what would they do differently? I want to share with you career advice on how to get a job in tech, how to deal with imposter syndrome, how to find your tribe when you're the only one in the room. This is Latinos Who Tech. This episode of Latinos Who Tech is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the world's premium platform for audiobooks with over 150,000 titles. If you're like me, you're passionate about learning new things, but finding the time to read may be difficult. Audiobooks are a great alternative. You can get a free 30-day trial plus a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash latinos. Go and support them since they support us. Thank you. Getting welcome to Latinos Who Tech. Thank you for making the time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Hugo. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So how have your days changed uh, during COVID? Because uh, I know you're in Orlando and you work for Amazon, but I'm wondering you know, how have things changed? Uh, what has been the most challenging thing so far? Yes. Um, so before COVID, I was already working from home. So that wasn't a big change for me. However, um, I do work for the workforce staffing team that staffs all our um, Amazon centers. So they had a lot of changes coming in with the distancing guidelines and how processes work. So our team was very important for that because we drive all those changes and we have to immediately steer all our processes to make sure that we keep people safe uh, and we could keep uh, the demand of the 100,000 people that we hired during this time. No, that's great. And, and thank you for all the job, for all the work you do, because uh, I can't imagine my life right now with, without Amazon. So, yes. uh, you know, like every, even through like my window, every time that they see they deliver a package, like, thank you so much. <laughs> because again, like right now I feel that you know, like 90% of the country it's at their house and uh, the other 10% is, delivering stuff <laughs> so it's exactly uh, no, so, so thank you for all the all the work that, that you and your team do um so i'm curious about uh your story so maybe you can share with me like how you got into amazon because uh, we met in college with, uh, well at uf but i'm curious on you know how do you find how was your journey to amazon like what prompted you to uh you know try a, a career in tech yes uh no that was really unexpected for me. I, after graduation, I was ready to start working on startups. And I was always like, you know, we met the um, entrepreneurship club. So I was always oh, yeah. thinking, okay, I want to do this entrepreneurship role. I want to start a business. I'm excited to um, keep building my family business where I was working at as well. Uh, but at the same time, I felt like I needed that experience to understand how a company and a company culture works, especially a big company. So 
I set up a few goals for myself, one of them being work for a big company here in the States and learn how they run their business and learn how they are so successful. So I started making a list of different companies, including Amazon, and I was very involved in college. So I will go to their um, informational sessions and um, understand the culture of Amazon and trying to, you know, get my foot on the door with the company. So how that's how everything started. So at the beginning, um, I actually interviewed the first time for an internship. Uh, program. But at that time, I was already enrolled on a different program here in Orlando, Florida, actually. And I decided to continue the role that I was in to not leave in the middle of my internship. So I kind of thought, okay, if this is meant to be, it's going to happen in the future. So after graduation, I was able to connect back with Amazon and start a role as a senior HRA, which is a human resources assistant, which I never thought I would start uh, in human resources because I also uh, major in marketing and entrepreneurship and retail. So I, I, it wasn't really something that I necessarily um, thought it would be long term. So I, I thought it would be something more short term, get my foot in the door, learn a lot of things and grow my skill set. But once I started working at Amazon, I started loving it. I loved how the company ran. I loved the culture. Um, and it made me feel like I was still doing kind of like an entrepreneurship mix because they allow you to think big and um, do your own projects and work on a lot of uh, different building a lot of different structures for the company. So that was how my role started. And that's how I started moving around with Amazon and having different roles with them. So right now I've been with Amazon for about almost four years. And it sounds crazy to look back. Uh, But I started in in Florida, actually. I started in Tampa, Florida, at an fulfillment center, also known as FC. And that's where I will work with leadership and the associates to help them with their human resources needs. Um, and little by little, showing my interest in projects and uh, standardizing processes, we, you will think like a company such, so big as Amazon, you know, who has manuals for everything, but it's very much the opposite. There's a lot of room for creativity and coming with um, bias for action and learning how to, you know, bring those ideas to the table and roll roll with them, basically. They give you a lot of room for being that entrepreneur inside of the company, being your owner of the owner of different projects. So uh, when I was there, I started working with different project teams to improve the associate experience, to keep that customer obsession that is so important for us and start building things to improve our processes and systems. So... After that, I actually uh, decided to go with my manager. My manager got promoted to start launching different sites, and I decided to follow her because it was a very exciting um, experience for me. And we opened the first sites that we ever had in Jacksonville, Florida. So that gave us an opportunity to like set up a new culture, to open new sites. It almost felt like we were opening new businesses because it, it was completely new for the city. Um, it was awesome uh, to bring talent from all over the states and mm-hmm. put a team together. And so we started opening uh, those sites 
and develop those teams and grow those sites, which now are running like any other and, and they're great. So after that, um, also I moved to California and that's where nice. I changed my role from HR to workforce staffing, which is still a branch of HR. Um, but now I was working as a recruiter. So I will recruit all the candidates that are coming in to entry-level positions for Amazon. So what we did is understand that customer experience from that side and improve that experience and try to identify ways to improve those processes as well. So that's why I always been very passionate about like trying to learn the process and have kind of a window perspective where let me see what we can do better and let's try to to um, roll out something new that where you can help us improve our processes and and so when I was in California I was able to work with the workforce staffing team there and we hired for 28 sites so it was really busy we always had um, over 9,000 people that we hire on a time of like course of three months so we always had a lot of challenges but we were always able to deliver and to deliver the best experience for our candidates which is something that I was really proud of and workforce staffing being a little bit of a newer team in Amazon you know there's a lot of different teams within Amazon it's such a big company but workforce staffing is kind of a very new team uh, compared to others I was really excited to have that uh, new ideas coming in, uh, bring fresh ideas, bring my HR experience at that point, bring my entrepreneurial experience and come up with processes and new systems that we could implement with a team and that show in my work. And so after that, I was given the opportunity to come back to Florida and become a project analyst. And completely 360 difference, but within workforce staffing, it was such a great uh, opportunity for me to keep growing my skills. And I love learning new things and I feel like nothing can stop me. So I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to rock this role. Um, and so this this role has been great. I'm a project analyst for the South team now. So uh, our team covers uh, the United States and Canada and soon the UK as well. Um, because we are continuing to hire people, we're continuing to grow our fulfillment centers and our warehouses across the globe. So as a project analyst now, we work on all the hiring standards and the candidate experience and progressing workforce staffing uh, by providing data, insights, and analysis so we can drive that change um, and be, bring those resources and bring those projects to create that tissue between our team and the other leadership teams, such as our customers, which are the candidates, the sites, the leaders at the sites are looking for candidates coming in um, within different periods of time. So, you know, especially during the holidays is our busiest time. And right now with uh, also COVID-19 has been very busy with us, making sure that we have people um, that is with us, with the company, to be able to deliver to our customers and fulfill that customer experience and fulfill that customer obsession that we always talk about as well. That's great. And uh, and I think that, especially now, uh, that we see all these tech companies, you know, uh, Amazon certainly and uh, Facebook, Microsoft, that, uh, again, because, you know, we have this Silicon Valley mentality and uh, this idea of, uh, 
ship products and measure the results, iterate, build on it, and then ship again. Um, I think adaptability is going to be key. And uh, how are we going to set the example when it comes to all the other companies, small, medium, large, that want to adapt to this new reality, right? That uh, you have uh, again, a ton of the workforce that needs to adapt to working remote and uh, the new guidelines, the new... Um, so I'm curious if we can take the conversation a little bit into the uh, advice for those people that are actually in the market right now. Um, again, you know, it's no secret that there's been millions of people that are going through layoffs and that they want to reinvent themselves. And uh, and I'm curious, again, because you're in the HR space, if you can maybe help, uh, again, the two or three people that listen to this. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm curious if from your thousands perspective, of you know, your fans. As, uh, well, they're your fans too now. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and, and again, you know, I want to keep it positive, right? And I want to uh, make sure that they get some actionable stuff that they can actually do. Um, so, you know, if you went through a layoff like today, you know, mm-hmm. with everything that you know about HR and how a tech company like Amazon works. You know, like, uh, what would you do? Again, how would you go about, like, networking, finding your next opportunity? Yes. Um, you know, what would be on your to-do list, I guess? Yes. No, I love that question because I think that reminds me of how, first, how I got where I'm at, which I'm super grateful for. But second, working for Amazon has been such an impact, too. I know having a yes on LinkedIn, a lot of people reaches out with a lot of questions, and I always try to answer as many as I can. Um and give them that insight because now that I'm on the other side, I want to help everybody that, like me, wanted to come to this company. Um, I think that a lot of Amazon, of the Amazon culture is really important. They know what they're looking for. It's like no other company. I interview, when I was trying to interview for different companies, I interview with other companies as well. And they were so different from Amazon because Amazon has a very peculiar way to find their talent. And I think one of the things that I definitely um, know is our Bible, which is our 12 leadership principles. So something that I did a lot of research about when I was applying, and I also always recommend when people reach out, is learning what the leadership principles are for Amazon. Uh, but basically to give you a little summary and to your audience, a little summary of what the leadership principles are. Uh, the leadership principles are basically um, what we live by every day when we are talking about our work, our projects, or solving a problem. So it's just one of those things that makes us very special. Um, and every candidate that applies are evaluated based on leadership principles. So let's go back to kind of like when you start your resume, something that Amazon looks for on their resume is a lot about understanding that you are customer obsessed, that you are thinking about the customer when you have successfully worked on a project. So how do you show that? Maybe adding some metrics, uh, working backwards from uh, your ultimate goal, how that impacted, how many customers impacted. So when you're writing your resume uh, and your different bullet points, adding how, how that impacted your customer, how it impacted um, your leadership team, uh, how you were how you were an owner and you didn't sacrifice, um, you know, different teams to get to your goal, but how you work on it with your team to get to your goal and 
on behalf of the entire company. So I think that's really important to to show in your resume. Um, you know, always trying to find those leadership principles, which are 12, um, on your job description. So something that I did, and it might sound a little crazy, is that I printed out my job description and I started highlighting those leadership principles. You're going to start finding those keywords there too, right? So you will see some things like customer obsession, bias for action, and all these things have a meaning. So on our Amazon uh, blog, we do have um, a short description of what they all mean and how you can work towards building the resume to get your interview is understanding that that leadership principle, that description and implementing that on your resume. So once you get your foot in the door, once you get your interview, um, Amazon, again, going back to these leadership principles, I don't want to sound like a, no, no, a recording audio, but uh, it's something that all our questions are based on. So all our behavioral questions are going to fall under one of the leadership principles. So if you like coming from recruiting, coming from HR, uh, when we interview new candidates, we will have a list of questions, but all of them are under one of the leadership principles. So for example, someone could ask you something about um, a behavioral question about the leadership principle invent and simplify. So the invent and simplify leadership principle is uh, how leaders are expected and required to innovate, right? Uh, to always one of way to simplify a process or simplify things and that we are always aware of what we can do better. So if I'm asking you a question around invent and simplify, that's kind of what I'm looking for on your answer, that you were working on a process and that you saw that something could be done better, could be simplified, um, and you innovated, innovated within your company, or and this is how this impacted your customer. Uh, but one of our biggest leadership principles and the most important one uh, that I will say is customer obsession, because mm -hmm. for Amazon is well, really it's important. at the top of the list, right? It's at yes. the top of the list, so and Number it's there one. because of a reason. And something I love about the leadership principles is the fact that it's Again, all the things like ownership, invent and simplify. Um, I really like that one that they're right a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the bottom is deliver results because the results are the consequence of mm -hmm. following all of them. So uh, I really like that, that it's customer obsession is so big that hey, it's at the top of the list. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and that's how, you know, on, during your interview, you you know this is so important for our culture for amazon that you make sure that you're implementing the leadership principles on your answers we also use the star method which i think a lot of people is familiar with uh, so situation mm -hmm. task action and result and we always want to make sure that your results have a number driven result on your power story so that we understand how that impacted your customers your team your stakeholders Got it. But then how will you implement all the things you know in your job search? I mean, uh, would you use a place like LinkedIn to connect with uh, uh, other uh, contacts at companies? Would you ask your friends for referrals? Like, I'm wondering, like, uh, you know, how would that look like? Uh, especially in the area of referrals, because I think that uh, 
they can be very misunderstood in the sense that, uh, uh, again, you know, I can tell you how things work at places like Intel or Google. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean that you're going to get the job. It just means mm -hmm. that your resume will be looked at. Right. Uh, but uh, but I'm curious to see, you know, how how referrals really work and, you know, how how can people actually go about and, and, and get one from an Amazon employee? Yes, that's great. I think that it goes back to getting to know someone. It's like really hard to mm -hmm. send a referral to someone that you don't know. So if you are on LinkedIn and you're interested in a position, like I would recommend you start reaching out to people that has that position. So if you, Amazon is so big, right? So if has Alexa, Kindle, workforce staffing, HR, fulfillment center, operations, ring, it has so many different teams that it's really easy to get lost in um, one job title, one opening, when there's so many openings that could fit you uh, and could fit your skill sets, especially right now that we are hiring so many people, uh, SEEs, project managers, but they're all going to different teams. So I think something really important to do is to start reaching out on LinkedIn, maybe to someone that already has that position and reaching out in a way that you will call their attention. You can set up some time um, for a virtual after our um, after work. Um, <laughs> I forgot the word, but it's um, I haven't been out in a while. <laughs> you can tell. No, oh, 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 no, no worries. You, you know, have like a, like a virtual coffee chat. And yes. Get to understand yes. what they're looking for, and 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 I find that. You know, especially now that uh, with this whole time crunch and that everybody is having Zoom meetings and things like that. And and even though, like, uh, again, like I'm not commuting, but I feel like there's more work to do for some reason. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so uh, and again, you're at, at Amazon, so it's understandable, right? But, but I feel that, uh, and again, because people always want a slice of your time. Uh, and I find that what works for me when I want to reach out to somebody that, I don't know, and I want to bring them to the podcast, for example, I will reach out and I will ask to start a, an email thread. Um, I won't ask them to meet right away because I know that they're busy and I know that, hey, again, you don't know me, right? Right. Um, so either what I do is that I, I ask for a warm intro from a common contact. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they usually what happens is that they will uh, they will pitch me, if you will, Hey, it's my friend Ugo. He's awesome. He has a podcast about Latinos in technology. Pa, pa, pa. I think you folks should really connect. And then nice. they do the handoff to me. And, and like, I always look for a way of, well, okay, okay, how can we make this connection a bit warmer? Yes. Um, and then, you know, what works for me is that I, again, I have this network of people through SHEP and UF. And uh, mm -hmm. I just go through LinkedIn and I see, uh, hey, who do we have in common that might be interesting to connect with? Um, you know, like part of my roadmap is that I want to be a, a product manager. So when I'm doing those informational interviews, I look, I make a list of, okay, who are the product managers that I want to get there? I, again, bounce ideas off of, uh, again, because being a product manager at a place like Amazon is very different than being a product manager at a place like uh, Facebook or Google exactly. or General Electric or what have you. So, so yeah, now making time for to connect with people. Um, and try to make it as warm as possible. Exactly. Uh, that initial reach out, I feel, is so important because 
there's no other way that they have met you or know you maybe before if even if you had someone introduce you or maybe you find something in common on your LinkedIn's maybe someone had worked at a company that you worked before or they are part of a group that you follow um, maybe having some uh, common interest will definitely you know it's something to talk about uh, when people when you are reaching out when people is reaching out so that you know, you start that relationship first and then little by little start mm -hmm. sharing your ideas and, and what you're looking for and your goals too. Of course. Yeah, focusing on the connection. Uh, I think it's, uh, I, I, I agree 100% with you on that. And uh, I probably get 20 or 30 emails a week that people ask me, hey, Hugo, how do I start a podcast? <laughs> so, so again, <laughs> like uh, I could try to answer all of them Right. And I actually reply to all of them, uh, but I do have a, again, at some point, like I have a template. <laughs> oh, oh, listen, this is the resource that I would, that I use, and this is what I would yes. do, and there you go. And uh, I'm kind of like you in the same way that you have all these people reaching out to you because you work in HR at Amazon. Uh, is, okay, so I'm actually going to make a podcast episode about how to start a podcast, just yes. because I can just... Hey, there you go. Enjoy this uh, 40 minutes episode <laughs> where I walk you step by step. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm curious on, on, on your take on something and um, how, are there any pet peeves that uh, people reaching out to you are, are doing anything that you would like them to do differently when they, when they reach out? Uh, any advice to people that want to get the attention of a, uh, of a recruiter or somebody at a company? I'm curious on your take on that. Yes, I think it gets a little harder when someone is like, hey, Karen, um, I am interested in a role like this. Here's my resume. Let me know, thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really hard because you don't know anything about this person. You don't know um, anything other than what they just send you on their resume. and as you said, you have a mega connection. I think that it is important for me to know what positions are you interested in? Have you done some research? Have you done your homework? Like people said, like um, if someone is reaching out, it's really helpful to know what positions they're interested in because then I can say, well, I can help you with this or maybe I cannot. And if I cannot, I can direct you to someone that could help you. Um, right. Because each recruiter and with Amazon having so many different teams works um, staff in different positions, recruiting different positions and sourcing different types of candidates. So if a candidate has a clear mindset of different roles that are open and they already uh, have done their research and they're reaching out, it's super helpful to know um, for us because then we can partner them with the right person or if we see that it's a great opportunity, that is a great match, then refer them to the, the position as well. That's great. And uh, and to piggyback uh, in your homework idea of, uh, hey, have you done your homework on the position and the company? Mm -hmm. um, I find that something really that I appreciate, you know, from recruiters is um, how they automate things to some extent. In the sense of, uh, a, you know, why waste time on three, four, five back and forth emails trying to schedule a meeting when I can just send you a link to my scheduling tool and you can just pick 
you know, again, picking the 30 minutes that work for you in the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciate those things, you know, when, when, yes. when I see people that do that. And, and again, like I invited you to the podcast, right? And I yes. send you my tool and you book the one hour that worked for you. So it's, exactly. uh, it's uh, just automating things that make sense, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't automate the first email that I sent to 10 people. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like the second or third, like that step of scheduling the actual meeting, yeah, let's automate that. Uh, right. So, you know, just make it easier for everybody. And uh, I appreciate that. Um, and also I really appreciate when, when, I, when I hear from, from my students and people that uh, listen to the podcast that, again, they, they are getting jobs, learning how Silicon Valley works is, hey, Hugo, uh, this recruiter reached out and they told me that, uh, again, my my application was no longer being considered mm-hmm. um and in this case this particular student uh they replied to to the recruiter and told them hey thank you for letting me know i appreciate the opportunity of being interviewed by this company and and that's it you know uh, you know there wasn't any ghosting or like they didn't yes. have to like chase a recruiter <laughs> and wonder like hey like do they like me don't they like yes. me what's going on yes that waiting period is the worst and I think when recruiters stop connecting with you or even give you an update if it's taking longer than two weeks is super helpful because you have a candidate that might be also interviewing with other companies or might have a job offer on the table. You definitely want to make sure you're giving them the updates that they deserve. Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, and something going back to, again, bridging that gap and, and getting that uh, that uh, tech job that you want i'm curious on what advice do you have for people that that they they want to stand out um again besides doing your homework making sure you have the pristine resume uh, your social media is pristine in the sense that uh, again the recruiter searches for you and again they 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 don't see any red flags Um, (laughs) you're, you're, you're applying for the right job level with the right skills Maybe you have a referral. Um, what else? What else can you do to to stand out in a in a positive way? Yes, that's that's an awesome question. I think it goes back to the simplest things that is to not forget that you're working with people. So I think that it goes back to how do I show this new team that sees these great things about me on paper during the interview. How do I show them that they want to work with me? How do I show them that it's easy to talk to me, that I'm an open mind person, that I love challenges, uh, the problems are treasures, that I want to work hard, that I have that passion? I think it goes back to having that personal connection with everybody that you are talking with, with every single person that through your process is helping you get to that position or to that goal. So. I think a very nice uh, way to do that is, you know, connecting with the person obviously during your interview and asking them questions. Some personal questions are okay as well during your interview at the end, like what keeps you up at night or what are the top three things that you would like your team to improve on or something something simple as that. It starts a conversation and you get more on a personal level with the other person on the other side of the room or, or in front of you if you are doing an interview in person sooner than later, hopefully. Um, but I think that having that connection with the people that is helping you go through the process and understanding 
that you might be nervous and they're also looking for that talent and having that connection is really important. They already know you're excited. They already know you're nervous by showing it, uh, having that passion through your answers and a thank you note at the end, um, allowing them to, to, if you're reaching out to a recruiter, for example, or at the end of your interview, knowing that they also are taking time to find this talent on the t for the team they're working on. Um, so that, doing a thank you note, sending a positive note, I think is something that people really does appreciate. And sometimes we forget about because we only see the one side of, of you know, what we want to get, what we want to get to, or the position that we want to get to. Um, so having the personal connection, I think is really important. And I think it's just, you know, showing that you really want this role with your passion and showing them that they want to work with you. Definitely, definitely. And um, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, and we, we work with machines, we build machines and we optimize processes, but at the end of the day, well, at the beginning of the day, uh, we're people, regardless. Mm -hmm. So, so I think that's a, no, that, that that's key. Um, I actually have a mentee that um, he has an internship uh, this summer, and he's very grateful for the fact that uh, this company that I won't mention the name, they're gonna keep the his internship, but they're gonna have it in a virtual way. Uh, so he was asking me, uh, okay, Hugo. Again, I really want this job. I really want to work for this company. How do I make sure I get a return offer? And I think that all the traditional advice applies in the sense that show that you want the job, uh, ask extra questions, mm -hmm. uh, over communicate, mm -hmm. uh, especially now that you're going to be yes. doing a remote, um, learn the tools, learn the problems of the company. And, uh, and again, just show the show that you're doing the, the extra mile. Um, and again, you know, like uh, I find that a lot of times companies, they bring interns because they want uh, they want a fresh perspective mm -hmm. uh, and saying things like, uh, hey, you know, we've been doing this for a while this way. But then somebody new will come in and they will again, they will disagree and commit that they will say, mm -hmm. listen, I get it. We got to ship this. However, I found this research in Quora and I find this thing in Product Hunt and I saw in this Reddit, uh, subreddit that there's with 10,000 people on it that this is going on. So like be authentic in the sense exactly. that if you use these forums, these resources, like that's your value, you know, that, that you're bringing, bringing your experience to the table. Exactly. Um, they already know your experience. They already said, Hugo can be perfect for this position because they're opening the doors for you to interview already. So now they want to get to know you. Yeah, yeah, like approach, a, approach an internship, a two month, three month, one month internship, mm -hmm. like, a, like a one month, two month, three month interview. Exactly. Uh, that's, a, that's a, I think that will stay the same. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, at least that's what I think. Um, no, that, that's awesome. Uh, any, any other advice, anything else that you would like to share with this audience? Uh, you know, and thank you so much for your time. Yes, um, I think that as my experience, you know, when you're knocking doors and when you're looking for positions, don't, don't get turned away if at the beginning it doesn't seem to be working out or work, works out for you. Uh, I think you have to keep pushing, keep trying. Sometimes you were the person that 
it was right there next to the list um, to be hired and things don't work out. So don't feel discouraged, especially at these times that it's a little hard with so many people maybe changing paths or not longer, not longer having a job that they have for a long time, um, being laid off or why not. So don't get discouraged. Reach out to as many people as you can. Um, if they don't answer, keep looking for maybe people that is more involved, that is more active on LinkedIn, that you could reach out to find out more information. Um, do your homework and, and build that trust in yourself that once you set up that goal, like, yes, to start doing the things that we talked about that I know you also have on your podcast, um, other, other great talents sharing their insights. So I think that if you keep going and you have a clear goal, you can get there for sure. That's awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Katie. Really appreciate it. Yes, of course. My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs>